All right, we're almost live. And we're live. Welcome to the WAN yeah. Show, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know we always say we've got a great show for you guys today, but this is one of those times when it's actually true because sometimes we just say that even though we know that it's not going to be a particularly amazing show. Uh, Apple just launched the new iPhone SE. Are they calling it new iPhone SE or is it just iPhone SE? I really wish they wouldn't do that because SE is like the implication is second edition or special edition or something. You can't have two special editions because then neither of them are special. But we're going to get into that more later. What else we got, Luke? What else it is, is on the docket? new. It is just iPhone SE. Well, I hate it. <laughs> I'm not saying it's good. Um, some dude built a Nintendo Switch from scratch just straight up. And that's really cool. Also, there's a rumor of quad-core Zen 2 CPUs. Quad-core Zen 2 CPUs. And we're going to be talking about my crazy plan to ghetto air-condition my house for about a quarter of what I was quoted from a professional. Wow. Okay. Yes, a quarter the amount. So, you know, when I get, when I get a deal that is one quarter the cost, now you got my attention, ladies and gentlemen. So is this whole person water cooling? Uh, no, no. There's definitely like actual air conditioning involved. It's not just water oh, okay. cooling, okay. Um, but it, it's gonna be it's gonna be grand. It's gonna be grand, and I'm really excited about it. So let's go ahead and roll that intro. Sometimes I just like have no idea what people are talking about, you know? Like, Linus, that beard is so mustache. What are, what are you talking about? What does that mean? I have no idea. How can a beard be so mustache? It's like, how can this show be brought to you by Savage Jerky, Manscaped, and PIA? You know what I'm saying? Hey, we did it. You know what nice. I'm saying? Oh, That's, no, we didn't. That's what I'm talking about. No, no, I didn't bother. Well, I just didn't bother. I couldn't be arsed. Uh, we're improving good, every week, okay? That's right. We're getting a little bit better every week. I mean, look at yeah. his glorious face this week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. How much better does his camera look now that he found the power cable? <laughs> you can't run a camera without the power cable. It, now we've learned it's a this. Helpful, it's a very helpful piece of the kit. That's I, a free tech tip. It's a free tech tip. Well, you actually... Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a fake tech tip because you can actually totally run the, uh, the camera without the power cable as long as you have the battery. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Unless so, you also don't have a way to charge the battery. All right. So why don't we jump right into our first topic of the day? What was our headline? Ah, uh, yes. Apple launches the new iPhone SE for three hundred and ninety-nine U.S. dollars. So I guess we're going to end up calling this the iPhone SE twenty twenty, because yeah. that's kind of what we've resorted to for deciphering Apple's horrible naming scheme. You know what? Just to kind of stick it to them. I really wish consumers and the media would all band together and start using like the 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 really horrible part numbers that actually do oh exist for these products just to, to be like, look, unless you start calling things something that makes any sense, this is what we're going to do. And the, the infuriating thing about it is that Apple clearly understands that products need names that allow consumers to easily differentiate one from the other. That's why it's called iPhone 10, iPhone 11. And yet other departments seem to completely not get the memo, like the iPhone department. And, that, and that's inexplicable because the other iPhone department seems to have it all sorted out where they're like, oh, yeah, the iPhone SE. How about iPhone TE? You know, third edition. Or I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't that know what, what the answer is. 
That would even sound cool to me. iPhone SE2. It, SE2. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Just something so that when people are talking about the product, you know what they're talking about. It's like, yeah, I've got a MacBook Air. That could be any computer. That could be an ancient piece of garbage or a brand new piece of garbage. Like, <laughs> it could be anything. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, man. Yeah, okay, for sure. In fairness, actually, we, we just wrapped up uh, our review of the new MacBook Air. It's a lot better. So it's still limited to a 10 watt cooling solution, which means that that quad core chip in there is not able to stretch its legs in the way that competing solutions from uh, HP and Dell are. But it's a quad core, which means that you actually like can get some real multitasking done with it compared to the last gen one, which, you know, in 2019 uh, was still limited to a dual core design only. So uh, I still would have liked to see the fan which is present in the computer, um, actually cooling the CPU. That's a weird one. Okay, it's got a fan. Fan does not appear to have any direct contact with the CPU heatsink. Um, so you know, it's just, what does it do? Uh, I, 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 we're not, we're not. I don't. I, well, it doesn't cool the CPU. So <laughs> there's that. Um, Isn't that like the only thing that would bottleneck on it? I, I think it cools the whole system. I think Apple just decided that instead of connecting uh, a heat pipe or like a vapor chamber directly from the CPU to the fan and like have a heat sink there, it's more about just like overall system airflow. Um, so they're making sure that all the components of the board get cooled. Now they could have done that while also putting, you know, heat sink fins next to it and running a heat pipe to the CPU, but they yeah. opted not to do that. So um, that's that's the design decision that they made, and it's still, you know, it's still an it's still a MacBook Air. Feels great, you know. It's not flexible or anything like that. It's got a lot of that's, things going for it. Yeah. Um, just you know, could use better cooling, but at least it's got a quad core processor now. Anyway, anyway, back to people who didn't get the memo. The iPhone SE. So it's four hundred dollars. So it's got exactly the same name as the twenty sixteen iPhone SE, and this is pretty cool. It's got the same price, and when you consider that twenty sixteen. The last time that Apple saw fit to make a budget iPhone was four years ago. Um, and a lot more people were employed. It's Well, okay, that's a fair point. But accounting for inflation, this is effectively cheaper than the cheaper, original iPhone yeah. SE. And it is a lot more phone for the money. So the specs are actually similar internally to the iPhone 11. So it's got the same Bionic A13 7 nanometer plus processor. I love that industry trend. We, we don't have a new manufacturing process, so we're just going to put pluses on things. Uh, the same 64, 128, and even 256 gig storage option. I am really surprised to see a 256 gig storage option on the iPhone SE. Um, that basically means to me that the, this is less of a replacement for the original SE and more just an acknowledgement that there are markets like India and America that need cheaper phones um, and still want to have Apple as an option, but simply cannot afford a flagship current gen iPhone. So this is a way for them to basically make, you know, um, a, a budget phone, but, um, you know, not cannibalize their existing flagship ones yeah. and just effectively just put the same the same hardware that people, they know people want. They know people want a lot of storage. Just because you only have $400 compared to someone who can, you know, afford a proper iPhone with $1,000 doesn't mean you don't want to take a lot of pictures, you know? It's even got wireless charging. That's something that I was pretty impressed to see. Um, stereo audio with loudspeaker. That's really nice to have when you're watching videos on the go. No headphone jack, of course. One um, thing I would like to throw in 
is there's yeah. a red edition and the original like the first red edition iphone that they released was i think one of the like best looking phones i had ever seen at the time oh yeah so it, was it probably hot. looks great uh and proceeds go towards the fight against COVID 19 so that's cool that's pretty cool all right so that all sounded real great so far for the iphone se 2020 edition yes. there are some important cost cutting measures compared to the iphone 11 in order to hit that 400 dollars price point it has an 1821 milliamp hour battery i don't remember the last android <laughs> phone that had a sub 2000 milliamp hour battery and here's the thing that I really, that just kind of, you know, boggles my mind a little bit um, when I look at phone pricing. Now, I fully understand that when you, that when you look at the bomb cost, the bill of materials cost of a device like a phone, it's really not as simple as just, um, well, I don't know, it should be that plus, you know, some reasonable markup, let's say 20%. It's not that simple. There's a lot of R&D that goes into creating a phone and there's a lot of, um, support that goes into moving a product out into the channel and training your, you know, your salespeople and your customer service people and your technicians and all that. Like there's, there's all these costs associated with bringing a product to market, except for one small problem. A lot of them are kind of fixed costs. So the, you know, what dollar, three dollars, let's say, let's be generous. Let's say it's five extra dollars to make that a 2,500 milliamp hour battery. Um, I get that it's not as simple as making the phone $405. Yeah. How about $409.99? I get you want to hit a price point or whatever, but like personally, I would take, uh, you know, 2,500, like slightly bigger battery over a wireless Qi charging option. The like, smaller screen and no face ID sensors will help with the battery a little bit, but nowhere near the gap that has been created by the lack of capacity. Yeah, not even close. Because you got to remember no. too, guys, like wireless charging is still, even though I, I suspect that Apple is taking a much safer approach to it than some manufacturers, like I think Oppo has 40 watt wireless charging at this point. And OnePlus just launched a phone with 30 watt wireless charging that in order to use it, you actually have to use their wireless charger, which has a cooling fan in it that blows across the back of the phone. Like Apple's taking a relatively conservative approach to wireless charging, but the fact that I've got wireless charging, which inherently creates more heat in the battery and therefore will make it not last as long. Maybe Apple has determined through their billion dollar a month R&D budget that it's not too bad, but this is a feature that will make your battery last less long by some amount. And in order to have it, we now have an 1800 milliamp hour battery. That's absolutely brutal. Uh, someone in Twitch chat and I think a few other people as well have said that the Project Red iPhone uh, will is raising money to, to fight AIDS. I believe that is generally correct for Product Red launches, but if you look on Apple's website, it says specifically under it, right next to the Project Red logo, every iPhone SE Project Red purchase new contributes directly to the global fund to combat COVID-19. 
Some so. other spec differences here, three gigs versus four gigs of RAM, uh, seven megapixel front camera, so it's a little less than the 12 megapixel unit on the iPhone 11. So there's no 4K video support on the front, and there's no ultra wide rear camera, just a single rear camera, similar to the main camera on the iPhone 11. That should still be a pretty darn decent main camera. Remember, it is still an iPhone. Um, in a nod, so I know a lot of people are really upset that the iPhone SE is not small. People thought the iPhone SE was Apple's nod to people who don't want gigantic phones. As it turns out, it's not. It's Apple's nod to people who don't want whatever current feature they're pushing and need a little bit more time to adjust, I guess. So you're gonna you're you're stuck with a big phone. And I say big relatively speaking, like the screen's not that big, but the phone itself is much larger than the old iPhone SE. Um, but what you're not stuck with is face ID. So if you don't like notches and you don't like facial recognition for whatever reason, you can go back to using a uh, front-facing touch sensor. So it's got uh, fingerprint sensor in the more traditional iPhone spot and no notch. Um, what do you think? I think they're going to sell boatloads of them. I'm The only thing that I look at and I go, yeah, I don't know how I could possibly recommend this to you know my auntie or whatever else is that battery. The battery, yeah. Now, Apple has excellent battery management, and it's possible that that Bionic A13 is clocked lower. So we don't necessarily know that this phone actually performs the same as an iPhone 11. We just know that it has the same processor. So it, it is possible that it will be more efficient, um, that it, you know the smaller display will help. But I would have liked to see at least a 20 uh, like 2400 class, 24, 2500, 2600 milliamp hour battery in this thing. Other than that, I think it's it's a fantastic entry level into the iPhone ecosystem because it's priced so low that yeah. if you're in a market that does carrier subsidized um, like payment plan type of phone deals, uh, this this is easily right out of the gate, brand new when it launches. This is a zero dollar phone on a two year plan, basically, or like hundred dollar phone or whatever the case may be. I think I saw somewhere trade-ins for two twenty nine or something. Like if you trade in your phone, you can get this one for for two hundred and something. Yeah, that's that that's pretty sick. And you guys, like, thing is, there's a lot of people who just it doesn't actually matter what's out there on the Android side of things. They want an iPhone, and so Apple didn't have to give them a cheaper option. I guess. <laughs> to be fair, while they might not like to admit it, uh, I think that's. Probably, maybe not just as true, but probably close to just as true on the Android side. <laughs> no matter you know what, what Apple hey, has to offer, they're going to stick with Android. You should have seen the toxicity in the comments. Um, you should have seen the toxicity <laughs> in the comments on Apple my... fanboy Linus. Yes, yeah, exactly. On my S20 Ultra video, it's still covered in those comments. Like, it's just pathetic how much of an Apple fanboy this is. No, it's pathetic how much you actually... Yeah. how desperately you want to remove the splinter from my eye without noticing the two by four sticking out of yours. <laughs> how, uh, which one do you think you've used more? Which platform? Android oh, Android. Or... Android by a long shot yeah. at this point. That's what uh, I thought, but yeah. I know you've used uh, quite a bit of. So I was, well. I used my iPhone four for like three years. And then I actually went from that to windows phone of all things. Cause I was doing like a review of something. Um, and then that was terrible. Uh, and then I was pretty much Android until, which one was it? I think it was the 6S was the one that got me back on the iPhone. Mm, 6S was okay. a 
freaking outstanding phone. I might have, you know what? I might have daily driven the 6 before the 6S. 6S was awesome. 6 was excellent. Um, and then they haven't won me back the since The 6 then. sold a ton too. That was an extremely ubiquitous phone. The 6S? Yeah. Both of them were like kind of awesome. Uh, I'm yeah. trying to find uh, how long they actually updated the old iPhone SE with iOS. Interesting. Um, yeah, there's like a there's a matrix for how long uh, Apple iOS support matrix support. Oh yeah, here it is. Here's here's a really good one. I don't have a quick and easy way to uh, screen share this with you guys, unfortunately, but. One of the yeah. other factors to consider when we talk about budget phones is not just how much you spend on the phone, but also how much value you're getting out of the phone. Like I like to look at things in terms of like what it costs per unit of time that I actually get to use it. So yeah. if we look back at the original iPhone SE, uh, here we go. So that puppy started out with, uh, looks like I wanna say iOS 9.3. That. Sorry for glaring at the camera. My my, uh, <laughs> I'm not using a webcam anymore. That's also why it's higher when I'm looking up. But the screen just like got a lot brighter, and an icon started flashing. And I was like, "What the heck's happening?" I still don't know, but I'm just not going to worry about it. <laughs> Shoot! And of course, I'm going on the site, and the bloody <sighs> so now I don't know what iPhone SE it's talking about. <laughs> like already i so support.apple.com slash en-ca slash guide slash iphone slash a bunch of gibberish slash ios there's a list of supported iphone models and i actually have to click on it to see that yes that is in fact the original iphone oh. se apple you do this to yourselves you do it to yourselves and you don't have to it's completely unnecessary so basically yes. every every app that like lists what phones it supports is going to be confusing until it gets updated. So yeah, so I, the iPhone SE is still apparently supported on iOS 13 and I don't know if it's going to get see now how do I look it up? iPhone SE iOS 14 support? Like I don't know. Do we know? Thinking of thinking why you should have good. Anyway, it's frustrating. So anyway, anyone who bought the iPhone SE at launch got a solid four years out of their device. And if you're willing to forego the latest version of iOS for a year, you can probably get away with that. I'd say two years, you're starting to push it in terms of app compatibility. If you you know also have other gadgets in your life, you're going to run into um, like app developers that are like, yeah, look, you kind of need to be on a current device. We can't keep you know maintaining four different forks of our software for people who you know dropped off at various levels of of ios um yeah you you done goofed you need to go a little bit <laughs> to your right that. point it to your right a little more a little more uh -oh. a little more a little uh -oh. more yeah there you go it looks beautiful okay you're gorgeous <laughs> all right um, i will make it better next time not this time so I know we kind of mocked it in the title of the video. I think it's a pretty solid way to go if you don't like Face ID. Like they, they at least haven't nerfed the performance. I hate the battery. I think the battery is kind of yeah. the, the FU to make sure that people who can afford something else don't buy it. That's pretty much the only thing on here I could see someone complaining about. It is notably smaller as well. 4.7 inch versus 6.1 inch. Oh, I was looking at the wrong window there. Yep, cool. 
Um, all right, so there you go. That's the iPhone SE. Um, I'll be working on a review of it. I mean, the big thing is just going to be like, how good is that camera? How long does that battery life last? Those are the two questions to answer. Uh, I suspect the camera will be fine and the battery will be... Uh, and another Apple rumor, rumor this time. Apple is apparently making modular headphones. Oh my. That's right. So they're seeking to augment their AirPods business with a high-end audio product, and they're developing over-ear wireless headphones with parts that can be swapped in and out, according to people familiar with the matter. So this is originally from Bloomberg. There's at least two versions, apparently. A premium version with leather-like fabrics, and a fitness-focused model that uses lighter, breathable materials with small perforations. How fascinating. Prototypes of the headphones have a retro look with oval-shaped ear cups. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Me. Can we stop designing headphones for style? Can we design headphones that fit on the ears of Homo sapiens? How about that? But then again, this is the same, the same company that brought you the you know billion dollar a month R and D budget that resulted in a mouse with a charger on the bottom of it. So, I okay, see. I don't surprise me. I feel like I almost don't even get to talk here because I'm I'm the guy that. Like in terms of in ears, I love the what I think is the original Apple design, where it doesn't like stick into your ear, and all the super fancy Apple ones still stick into your ear. No, um, the AirPods don't stick into your ear. They're more like their the own AirPods ones. Pro, though. No, the Pros. Yeah, the Pros. Well, they're the, in ear. So that's what I meant by the super fancy. Okay, ones. you can't have active noise cancellation without like and that's plugging fine. the ear I'm not, canal. I'm not, but they're they're in the super fancy line. All right, fine, say. fine, fine. They're super fancy. Um, so, and I haven't tried those, but the only in-ears I've ever been happy with are the like Apple style ones. Right. Um, so you're saying you're like a headphone pleb, basically. Kind of. All right, fine. Yeah, because all the other ones fall out. I, I always forget the, I think they're called spring clip, but we did this like weird video we back did. in the day about this rubbery thing that would like hook into the, the top of your ear in order to keep your headphones in your ears. That was, yeah, that was a weird time, but I actually really liked those. <laughs> I kept them on my headphones for a long time. Yeah, and I think, didn't you end up like eventually losing them or something like that? I don't remember what happened, but I think so, yeah. And then I don't really think they're a thing anymore. And if they are, I doubt they're like the right Oh wow! Googling spring clip does not does not wow. bring it up properly. Uh, I can't. No, I, I found our video. Uh, SPRNG clip. Wow, you look so young. The store is still up, by the way. You look like a baby, and you're acting like a child. You're like rolling around in a field. This is a. We <gasps> must have been absolutely desperate for a video that day. We were. <laughs> I specifically remember. Yeah, I think that's the kind of thing that I probably like requested a sample thinking, yeah, it'll never come to this. We'll never actually have to make a video of that in order to hit our upload for a day. And then and then it, it did come to that and we did in fact have to make a video about it. I wow. specifically remember that I like had them in my office for a long time and we weren't going to do it. And then we really needed an upload. So you were like, hey, Time to do the spring clip. And I was like, all right, I'm going to have my roommate tackle me. <laughs> all right. Yeah, here we go. I found the original email from Kirk. Uh, 
we follow your YouTube channel and thought you might want to review the new spring clip for Apple EarPods. Uh, here's something new in the product accessory department that your viewers may be interested in. Spring just launched. Love the sound of your EarPods, but can't keep them in your ears. Well, you don't have to replace them. It really does. Like his email sounds like an infomercial. So I said, sure, we'd like to check it out. Can you send a spring clip and a set of Apple EarPods? We don't have any in-house. We were like very not, not Apple. Um, yeah. Okay, what else did... Wow, did I actually like follow up with this guy a couple times? I just received a return to sender package that I sent to you. Can, oh, apparently we missed the shipment the first time. <laughs> that was back before we actually had like someone to deal with that stuff. Oh man, that's awesome. Huh. Wow. I was actually like very attentive to following up with people. I was like, hey, we ran them through our torture test. They seem to help them stay in. The video will be up shortly. Like I, I sent him all these updates for this product that just 100% didn't matter at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. All right, so back to Apple's apparently modular headphones here. Um, prototypes of the headphones, retro look, earpads and headband padding attached to the frame of the headphones magnetically so they can be replaced by the user. That's pretty cool, I guess. Um, the design may also mean that the same set of headphones would be convertible from comfort to fitness use and back again. They'll apparently use Siri for voice control, what a shock, and have a set of integrated touch controls, and they've apparently been in development since 2018. Their launch has been postponed at least twice. It, this doesn't really surprise me. I mean, it's not like when they acquired Beats, they were not going to, you know, continue to develop headphones. I think Apple's made it very clear that they're an audio-focused company, whether you're looking at their HomePod or AirPods yeah. or, you know, iTunes, hello, uh, iPod. Um, so th this is a perfectly natural thing for them to, to do. I mean, why, you know, this is something that I was trying to figure out back when I was a pretty young, you know, junior product manager and I was going like, hey, why does Asus need an ROG brand? And why does Gigabyte need like Aorus? And why does, you know, oh, here's a perfect example. What's, what's that stupid uh, glasses company that basically owns every glasses company? Uh, you know the one I'm talking about, right? The Italian one? Uh, Essler Luxottica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of, them does, one of them does frames, one of them does lenses. Wh which, one, which one are you wondering about? Uh, I don't remember, but basically... I think they, like, are the same company, though. Yeah. Parent company? Essler does lenses, Luxottica does frames, but there they're, like, the same... So They merged. The yeah. point is... They merged. So the point is, what I was wondering as a, as a young and naive product manager is, why don't they just have one product, like, under one name? It's like, I, I trust, you know, this name just fine. Why do you need another one? And the answer is so that you can take up more shelf space. If Apple has Apple headphones and Beats headphones, then they can go and they can kind of differentiate them while having a clear identity for both of those brands and take up twice as much shelf space. The clear identity is, I think, part of it too. Like if when you're when you're if you have, I don't know, like like when you go through the the shampoo aisle, there are, it's the same companies. Yeah, but like. Like the same like, parent company owns the like, yeah, d d d metal shampoo yeah. for guys that like cars. And then they also own the like metal shampoo. Fluffy, fluffy girl one. I don't okay, know. Okay. Can you know, some... The branding on that stuff okay, is ridiculous. No. Can somebody please create that product? I want, <laughs> I want a shampoo called metal shampoo. There should be actual metal shavings in it. It's, it's, and it it's comes like, out. It doesn't matter black. if it clogs your drain because you're a man. <laughs> you can clear it. You know how Wash to plug. 
It shouldn't. It shouldn't clog your drain. It should. It should like clear it out. It should clear it's, it it's out. It's drain cleaner at the oh, same time. Lord, I don't think anyone should use shampoo that's drain cleaner <laughs> unless they're a man. <laughs> <laughs> um. So moving on. Uh. So that's a neat. Um. That's that's a neat sort of rumor. Uh. But yeah, I mean, it's it, no surprise. In the last fiscal year, Apple generated almost twenty five billion dollars from accessories, including AirPods, uh, Beats headphones, and the Apple Watch. That's like almost as much as it took in from the Mac lineup as a whole, and about three billion more than the iPad. The iPad is so just like the redheaded stepchild at this point. I don't think anyone cares about new iPads at no. all. Does anyone care about almost any new tablet at all, though? Like, I, no. But the iPad no. kind of bucked that trend for a long time. Um, I, well, I think the iPad Pro thing has like its own space, but it's also really expensive. So I don't know. Um, but I've seen more talk about those lately than any of their other tablets. Well, I mean, have you seen more talk though about our sponsor for today's show? Yes, got him. Savage Jerky. I oh man, this sucks because this actually does kind of suck. Yeah, this is the one. This is the one disadvantage to doing the show uh, remotely oh. because now I want to have some Savage Jerky to celebrate getting paid by Savage Jerky to talk about Savage Jerky, and I can't because I don't have any here because they didn't send me any in my care package today. Um, all right, fine. Well, you know what makes great jerky? You might think it's flavor. And you'd be right, but you'd only be half right. Savage it's Jerky metal. is it? It's, metal. <laughs> it's full of metal. Arr, 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 arr. Savage <laughs> Jerky is handcrafted in small batches and does not use nitrates or preservatives, so they're able to make amazing jerky that like isn't gonna kill you. So that, that's good, right? Uh, they have 13 different flavors, from their sweet teriyaki to their intense spicy Carolina Reaper, and they don't just make jerky. They've got hot sauces, barbecue sauces, and even a spice rub. I have not tried the spice rub, but I can tell you from firsthand experience, if it's anywhere near as good as the hot sauces or the barbecue sauces, then it's awesome. So go check them out. Use offer code LTT, and you can get 10% off Savage Jerky products at lmg.gg slash savagejerky. Um... Okay, we've got an old vanity URL down here, but that's fine because we've also got a really, really, like, look at this thing. Oh, there it is. Look at this ancient WAN show logo. This is back before we even, like, centered the hexagon. Luke's tuned out, but that's fine. I'll tell you about Manscaped. Manscaped makes manscaping safe and easy with their perfect package 3.0. For those of you who don't get the joke, manscaping is, is landscaping your man parts. Ayyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyy
Well, it should be. Adding a VPN <laughs> lets you mask your IP and encrypt traffic to and from your devices. PIA has reliable service with over 3,300 servers in 30 countries, and they now feature WireGuard. Woo! It's got built-in WireGuard. Love it! It's beta still, but they're working on it. PIA has no bandwidth caps, so yes, if you had a you know gigantic 500 gigabyte you know porno ultimate package or something that you were downloading, you could download that whole thing with PIA. You could. I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying that you could. Entirely um, possible. You know, people might judge you, but they can't because they don't know. That's right. You heard it here first. Try it risk-free with their 30-day money-back guarantee. <laughs> uh, I mean, unless they're your mom and they like. You know, walk up behind you while you're working on it, working on downloading the thing. <laughs> Not that, okay. Look, Luke, I've had enough yeah. of your shenanigans. Uh, connect up to five devices at once with clients for Windows, macOS, Android, iOS, and Linux. And their Mace feature blocks requests to known malware and tracking domains altogether. Check it out at mg.gg/piawan. That's right. Oh, right. I can't reach across the. I tried to reach across the thing to point, but I can't. Can you point? Can you point at that for me, please, Luke? Thank you. A little bit to your right. I can't see. I can, yeah. A little bit to your left. A little bit to your left. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, a little bit to the left. I want you centered. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, it's just beautiful. Can go. I get a little bit there of a bounce go. there? Just like a bit of a bouncing. Oh, wow. It's great. Go to lmgrgg <laughs> slash PIA when. All right. I want to tell you about my air conditioning project. Can I tell you about my air conditioning project? I can't. I want to say right. one quick thing before we go into that. I love how I was like laughing about products uh branded for like men and stuff and then we got savage jerky and oh then... yeah right metal <laughs> and then like uh a, a manscaping lawnmower and like yeah. all kind of <laughs> just so intense sorry yes tell me about your project I'm yes okay i am super excited about this project because as you know i've been working from home um, and yeah. I haven't had a crew to help me move heavy things around. So C-stands, lights, cameras, tripods, I've been lugging them up and down the stairs, uh, tables. I got to move tables around because I'm, I'm trying not to just shoot in the same spot every day um, so Makes that sense. everything okay. gets you know boring and samey. Um, it's starting to get warm. The actual air outside is not that warm, but the sun is warm. And um, I, I live indoors with my windows closed for the most part. So... It gets kind of hot in my house, at least for me. Like, I'm the kind of person who's like, I, I like lift up my phone too fast. And I'm like, oh, I'm sweating. Like, I'm not out of breath. I'm not, it's not like an out of shape thing. It's just, I'm the kind of person that like immediately starts sweating when I do anything. And so yeah. I, uh, so I was feeling really uncomfortable and right. The straw that broke the camel's back, or should I say the gigantic, like 80 pound weight that broke the camel's back. <laughs> was that while I was moving all this heavy stuff around, my stupid floor-standing air conditioning unit that I put in the kids' room so that they could sleep because it was really uncomfortable. For, we've had a couple really intense heat waves the last few summers in a row, so I finally did it. Last year, I got these stupid air conditioning units. Don't worry, I didn't pay much for them. I actually got one of them from Nick for like, I, don't, I think I paid him like 100 bucks for it. It was a great deal. Um, yeah, it's awesome, awesome. I'm, I'm in a very good negotiating position. You know, <laughs> it's not that he, he actually just wanted to get rid of it. He was like, okay, so, so yeah, he moved yeah. and he didn't need it anymore. Anyway, the point is I finally got a couple of these air conditioning units, one for each of the bedrooms. And, um, I was, so I was, I was moving stuff around and I was all sweaty. And then I went and I realized that was in my way. So I had to play, you know, those little puzzles where there's nine squares and one of them is blank. 
and you got to kind of move the things around. You've only got one blank square. So this, but my poor kid's bedroom is like full of C stands and lights and, <laughs> and like monitor boxes and all this crap. And I've got this stupid floor standing air conditioning unit. I've got nowhere to put it and it's heavy. So I have to like lift it up and over something. And I'm like, screw it. I, I walk into the, the office where I'm sitting right now. Yvonne's on her computer doing accounting or something, whatever it is she does. And I'm like, okay, we got to get air conditioning. And she's like, we've been through this. We got as far as bringing people in for multiple quotes. Every single quote was between twenty-five dollars and $30,000. Are you ready to spend $30,000? And I was like, okay, forget it. But then I went on Amazon, okay? Went on Amazon and I was like, surely there's gotta be like some way to do this. Uh, well, okay, before I did that, first I came up with the idea of tearing apart the floor standing air conditioning units and like somehow ghetto mounting, like like putting it up in the attic and like ducting the cool air down into the room and the hot air like down out of the attic and like outside or something crazy like that. And then One I was- One quick thing for the audience because yeah. there's a decent amount of people mentioning this right now. AC is actually, I would say, probably notably uncommon in at least, I think, all of Canada, but definitely our part of Canada. Uh, yeah, I think it's more common in the east where they have more, um, where they have hotter summers. But it's it's not yeah. it's not a given feature here, guys. Okay, so yeah, they they wanted 30, so the reason that it was thirty grand is because my house was not originally designed for it. So instead of like I don't, uh, I use electric baseboards for heating in the upstairs. So the downstairs has forced air. So theoretically we could run AC downstairs pretty easily, but downstairs is not where it gets hot. Upstairs is where it gets hot. So upstairs is heated by electric baseboards. Um, so there's, there's no cooling capabilities there. And that means that there's no ducting. So there's nowhere to like run the cold air into. So anyway, I came up with the brilliant idea of like putting that thing up in the attic and then like venting the air to the places where it's supposed to go. And I was like, actually, that's really stupid. There's no way that's the best way to do this. There, there surely there has to be a way to do this. So I come across what are called cassette air conditioners. So it's called a mini split cassette. And what it is, is, you know, the, you know, the like air vent things that you would find in a drop ceiling in an office. Huh. They look kind of like a big, fat, beefy one of those for the evaporator side. So that's the cold side. And then the condenser side is just like uh, another kind of like, you know, boxy, like fan looking unit that just kind of sits somewhere. And it's called a mini split because the condenser and the evaporator are split from each other. And then they've got the lines running between them, the, the, um, the refrigerant lines. So... Um, Basically, they're like a grand for a 9,000 BTU unit. Um, and then around, uh, and that's, that's, I think, USD. Hold on, let me go. So I found this brand that makes them um, that I assumed was like some weirdo, uh, like no-name Chinese brand or something like that. And I was like kind of worried and sketched out because it was on Amazon and like I couldn't really find any references to them or anything like that. And then... I googled them. It turns out they're based out of Montreal. They've been around for like 15 years. They've got a whole like whack of different product offerings and all kinds of good stuff. 
and uh, their Canadian pricing is actually super reasonable. Uh, so hold on, let me bring up their, their Canadian website. Uh, so they're called Senville, and I don't know how to find their Canadian site right now. It like prompted me last time. Anyway, it starts at it starts at a thousand US dollars for a nine thousand BTU unit, and then the twelve thousand is like twelve hundred bucks. And so I was like, wow, that's brilliant. So all I need to do is just fish the wiring out of the wall, throw this up in the ceiling, and I'm good to go. Small problem. They're 240 volt. So this is not a matter of me just making sure that I'm not on the same, that I don't overload the existing circuits. Um, I, it's like, oh, I can't actually just run this off of the regular in-wall wiring. Or so I yeah. thought. I was on a phone call with Brian the electrician, and he was hey. like, okay, well, what are you, like, what are you using, um, you know, right now, uh, something, something, you know, what if we cleared space with your something? And he mentioned, he mentioned my heated baseboards. And I was like, Brian, you're a genius. I don't need the heated baseboards anymore because they're actually heat pumps. So they do both heating and cooling. Because, oh, right, he would, so his solution, oh, okay. he wanted to have like some kind of elaborate like changeover switch down by my yeah. panel where I was like, okay, we're yeah. in heating mode or cooling mode. And I was like, no, Brian, you're a genius. They're heat pumps. So we could actually just turn, completely disconnect the heated baseboards and run these in the same places. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting to hear back from them about um, how and if I can have smart controllers for them. Because what's nice about this compared to central AC is that every room is its own individual zone and can be adjusted um, one by one. Now, there are solutions to that. I've like actually spent a bunch of time researching this junk in the last little bit. Um, what's it called? I, I don't know how well it works, so don't consider this to be an endorsement of any sort. But there's a company called Flare that makes smart vents, apparently, that will allow you to, uh, if you have central AC, you know, just like the little grills that go on the floor. So they'll, they will smart, like automatically um, adjust, close and open themselves so that all the rooms are like cooled evenly. So I thought oh, that was cool. pretty neat. But in terms of like what's built into most central ACs, it's just wherever the thermostat is, that's like the temperature it cools to. And if you're far away so from that, it might not be right. So you're, you, you've clearly accepted the fact that you're going to be punching holes in your ceiling. Oh, yeah. But you've considered the whole idea of punching holes in your roof as well? Uh, okay. So getting back to that, I've got a couple of different options. So basically, wherever I've got a heated baseboard, and I've got, I think it's six of them upstairs, um, I have the potential to install one of these mini-split uh, air conditioning systems. So yeah. with some caveats. So the basic like 9,000 BTU unit is like 750 watts. Whereas my smallest um, heated baseboard is like 350 watts. So it, it's not gonna be a one-to-one -one replacement. I don't have enough power. And right, this was where I was originally really running into trouble was I was like, okay, I'm just gonna fill my attic with these things. Except that when I installed my electric car charger, I filled the last spots on my panel. So I would have to go to the city. I would have to find out if the lines going to my house are big enough. I'd have to get a permit. I mean, I should probably get a permit for this anyway, but I, I, I won't. Um, but I would definitely have to get a permit for something like expanding my electrical uh, panel. Um, yeah. And the city, city of Surrey is not doing permits right now because of COVID. I know that oh. because we're trying to finish construction at the office and there's been zero progress. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Zero progress. 
Yeah, it's really frustrating. I know. <laughs> Trust me. I know. Oh. I know. I know. Um, so so okay. anyway, I was like, oh, no, we can't do that. So right. So then we solved. The, I'm telling the story totally out of order. But the pro point is, we solved the power problem. I've got about 3000 watts to work with. So I can either do four of those 9000 BTU units, or I can do like uh, one of the bigger 12,000 12, BTU ones, and then like two 9000s, or maybe three 9000s. Brian says he thinks that's pretty borderline. Because um, you don't want to have too many motors running on the same circuit at a time in case they all kick on at the same time. Um, so anyway, that's my that's my plan. And the total cost um, with like hiring Brian for a weekend to come help me with it, because I'm just gonna like we're just gonna ghetto fabulous install them up in the attic, is gonna be somewhere in the neighborhood of around six thousand dollars is what I'm expecting. And so it's a lot cheaper it, than thirty. It is going to be literally about a quarter a quarter the like median estimate that we got for putting like a pad outside the house which they wouldn't even be able to do now because i added the car charger so that wasn't even going to be an option doing proper like central ac in this place and they were going to put in like all this ducting and everything and i'm sitting here looking at this going why were you even going to do it that way like i don't mind ghettoing it up a little bit so options for installing these things i could Put them up in the attic and then like duct the heat to exhaust it out the um the peaks or under the soffits but i think it would be better um like better functionally to have it outside just in case there's like condensation or whatever else like it would be it would be smarter to have it mounted under the soffit outside or something like that they're weatherproof units so i could kind of put them anywhere but yeah, it's it, they'll be ugly if I have them outside, but I think I can probably make do with that. You could make a thing for them, like a like a housing unit box thing or something to make it less ugly. Yeah, you could mount them in. They're, I mean, they're not as far as air conditioning units go. They're not horrendously ugly. Um, I wish I had a convenient and easy way to send it. Oh, actually, I do have a way to send it to you. I'm just going to send it to you here. So I'll send that over to you. They look kind of like that. Like it's not too bad, but I mean, it would look, it wouldn't look amazing. It wouldn't look amazing. Um, anyway, I, what I'm going to start with is I'm just going to, I'm going to wait to hear back from them about smart control. Uh, it seems like as long as it's IR controlled, this flare company says they should be able to control it because they, um, they just use the same IR signals, kind of like a universal TV remote. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that even if I can't use like a Nest for them, I can use this thing. Uh, works with Nest is actually, I got an email back from them because I was thinking, well, what I could do is I could use these flare things and then I could use Nest thermostats to communicate with those or something. And they were like, yeah, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, since August 31st, when Google sunsetted works with Nest, no new third-party devices can communicate with Nest Smart Thermostats. Google replaced Works with Nest with Works with Google Assistant, which cannot yet control Nest Smart Thermostats for remote sensors. I'm like, thank you, Google. This is exactly what you do. You know, That's so stupid. Hangouts and Hangouts Meet and Duo and whatever the crap else, you know, things that do all the same thing and none of them actually Allo. do everything. Yeah, Allo, thank you for that. It's so frustrating, you know? It's infuriating. <laughs> And when they launched Duo and Allo at the exact same time, I was like, this isn't going to go well. But hey, you know, <laughs> internal competition, right? Like, that's the way to build a better product, right? You know, Duo, you get teams... Allo, Hangouts. Let's just not make any of them better from the point that they're at now. 
Well, that's what ends up happening. Like they reach that minimum viable product, they launch, and then they're like, well, you know, now. On to the next. I feel like in some ways Google gets trapped in the like, you know, well, now that we've got this out there and we see all the problems, we've got like this grand vision, but the, you know, the foundation that we laid isn't really good enough to do it. So let's just start over. I feel like they end up in that cycle over and over and over again when it's like, no, just, no, just make it like incrementally better, please. Like, yes, yeah. I know it might not be perfect, but if it's good enough that I'm using it now, then if it was 10% better next year, that would be good. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway. One so random thing, you talked about their spice rubs. Um, yes. I don't know if they would, I don't, it doesn't say spice rub on it. So I don't know, but I've been using this a lot recently. The Herba I Blend. I believe the that herb is a blend. Rub. Yes. I know that we're past the sponsor spot, but it, it took me, I, I got my girlfriend to toss it to me and stuff. Um, it's been amazing on everything I put it on. It's been great. So I just wanted to give them that. Did you try your penis? No, I didn't. That, Maybe you should. If you bleep those, that bleeps to me too, doesn't it? Penis isn't a bad word. I'm just, I, I mean, it's not like or or <laughs> you know. Fair. Yep. Yep. That bleeps now. It's honestly like way less shocking. I don't. <laughs> I don't know why. When I didn't hear the bleeps, I yeah. just something inside me every time was like, no, you can't say that. I actually like it so much better when you don't hear the bleeps. It's it's funnier for me because your reactions are just. <laughs> priceless every single time your reaction is priceless because you're like oh, do we swear on wan show now i'm so happy oh, now man. i don't have to restrain myself i can say <laughs> all i want <laughs> i turned off his bleeps guys I was like, why does the mic sound different? And then just wham. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got whammed. All right. Um, why don't oh we talk about the guy that built a Nintendo Switch from scratch? Yeah. So is the original source for this actually Imgur? Uh, uh, I think so. User Sarbaz37, three days ago. Yeah. Um, do you wanna do you wanna share this on screen by any chance? Uh, it's a little tricky for me to do right now, but I will try to get that going. Just start the topic and it'll, it'll show up eventually. You know what? It's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Why don't you okay. do the topic? You, I, you haven't talked much today. You go ahead. All right. Well, uh, Sarbaz37, as Linus said, built his own custom switch from various parts that he bought on the internet that did include a, uh, what did they exactly call it? Replacement motherboard. Um, that's where the software came from. Uh, just in case you were wondering, like, how the heck did he get the operating system and everything on there? These, he's got a list of components that goes really, really long, but most of it's, like, you know, pretty cheap. And it equaled about $200. Right now, due to everyone being stuck at home and COVID and whatnot, and, and uh, Animal Crossing coming out all at the same time, uh, switch prices went through the roof because you can't find them anywhere. So he decided to build his own. Apparently the eBay average price was close to two times his uh, building materials cost. That being said, not 100% sure everyone's gonna be comfortable doing this, but- Yeah, that is not a, a small undertaking looking at that no. pile of parts. Yeah. It also doesn't look, 
impossible. Well, no, I mean, if people can do it in a in a factory, I'm sure that uh, with, you know, the amazing yeah, I, guides I, that exist, like it can be done pretty easily. I mean, even not for like, like I, th this looks possible for someone who is maybe at least somewhat comfortable with electronics in general, like built a computer before. And if you follow this guy's guide, which honestly looks awesome, um, you could you could maybe do it. Yeah, this looks this looks incredible. Yeah, I love it. It looks like a really fun project. To be it honest. really does. Build your own Nintendo Switch for two hundred bucks. That's freaking awesome. You should do it. It's not a bad idea, actually. You should be like and like give him a shout out, whatever. But like we, I wanted to see having some electronics background because you've messed with the RC cars and done some stuff like that. Um, I want to see if I can build my own Switch too. I think I that would I would watch that for sure. Yeah, I should I should stick someone on that. Cool. I mean, what but, do you yeah, think? Apparently, upwards of four hundred fifty to six hundred dollars for a used Switch in the Seattle area. Wow, I should sell my Switch. Dang. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Like the way that the that the the whole like COVID hoarding slash panic buying thing is affecting different things, right? Like first yeah, it was new toilet mic, paper. You, you keep cutting out. Oh, really? Oh, sorry. Uh, I so, lost like half of it. Uh, first it was toilet paper that people were panic yeah. buying, right? And yeah. then it was, uh, and then it was what? Uh, what was the next one? I forget. But after that, it was like hair dye. Like everyone was buying hair dye because it had been, you know, six weeks and people needed that to long. needed yeah. to do a, a dye job on their roots or whatever. And then, like now, it's now it's Nintendo Switches. Uh, you know what? Oh, this, it's been it's actually been Nintendo Switches for a little while now. This actually leads really well into uh, one of the topics that I wanted to talk about. So I had a topic in the doc here called "I Was Right." I absolutely. <laughs> you're legitimately cutting out a lot for oh. me. I, I can barely understand what you're saying. Hold on, I will fix it. I will fix it. All right. Look, Luke, I will fix it. Okay, <laughs> just have some patience. Oh God, I can't handle that. Okay, is that better? That's better. All right, yeah, you get it. All right, all right, all right. Um, all right, so yeah, so <laughs> I made a video a little while ago that I received some criticism for. A lot of people were like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Thanks for the great video. But a lot of people were like, oh, this is like fear mongering. This is contributing to the problem. This is, this is stupid or whatever else. And it was called buy a computer right now was what that video was called. Um, and what it was based on was like, look, at the time, uh, YouTube was demonetizing or at least putting limited monetization on videos that talked about coronavirus or COVID-19 or anything like that. So I kind of danced around it, but I said, look, regardless of the outcome of what's going on in the world right now, that was all I could really say, regardless of that, uh, supply chains have been disrupted. And I didn't say run out and panic buy all the computers. I didn't say anything like that. But what I did say was, if you are planning to buy a computer, do it now as opposed to waiting because pricing is going to go up. And yeah. there were some people that disagreed with my analysis, with my evaluation. Um, at the time when that video was published, factories were already ramping their production back up. But the reason that I went ahead and I published it anyway because, was because I knew that those factories weren't at 100% even when every factory in Asia 
and around the world is running at 100%. You can still run into uh, dips in supply and spikes in demand. Sure. And yeah. people's behavior was going to be unpredictable over the next little while. So there were all these things that were contributing to me being pretty darn sure that we were going to be in a situation where if there was something that you wanted, you should probably pull the trigger on it today rather than waiting around. And that has turned out to be true. So that video was published on uh, February 29th. So that was about a month, just over a month and a half ago. And if you had bought your Switch on February 29th, you would have paid retail price. And I even made it clear in the video that this was not just about computers. I talked about computers a lot because it's something that I know really well from my background as a product manager right. for computer yeah. hardware. So I talked about that, but I also specifically mentioned badminton shuttles as something that was in short supply and that had prices just skyrocketing at the time. Now, with all the gyms closed, nobody's playing badminton, so that situation <laughs> seems to have sorted itself out. But... Um, but there's one thing I'll add in here as well yeah. is, uh, and badminton shuttles is specifically what made me think of this because the the like plastics and stuff involved. Um, a decent amount of manufacturing has switched over to supplies that are more in need during COVID. Uh, yeah. Masks, face shields, uh, other things. Because yeah, I'm not any very personal well protective equipment. Yeah. But yeah. So so like people making uh, birdies. Did you call them? Shuttles. Um, shuttles. There we go. Sorry, excuse oh me. Shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> um, the those factories may or may not. I don't know, but they may have switched over to making something else in the yes. meantime. So the the demand might still stay pretty high there, even if the factories are running. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so the so I so I specifically mentioned other things because that was my point. If there was some kind of frivolous, stupid thing that you were planning to buy, like a toy, like a gaming computer, or like uh, a Nintendo Switch or whatever the case may be, you should pull the trigger now. And the supply chain is interrupted at basically every stage now. So distribution, yeah. uh, drivers are being pushed really hard right now to get supplies out to warehouses. Uh, the last mile is overwhelmed. You can see Amazon has got those warnings on their site that are like, yeah, we have reduced the availability of you know, whatever due to there are more pressing things that need to be delivered and the workforce is, is small and all those all those kinds of issues that we're going through right now. And so I just want to say that I called it six weeks ago. I said, if you want to buy something, you should buy it today. And uh, oh, another example that is specific to computer hardware. Webcams are basically out of stock everywhere. Uh, capture cards, you like cannot get them. Anything to do with game streaming. So Emma's not the only one that's like, Hey, yeah. I'm not working right now. You know what? F it. I'm just going to be a game streamer. Yeah. And I mean, luckily for her, it's actually working out quite well, but, um, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not surprised when the second I kind of clicked in, like I thought classes were just going to go on hold Yeah, and they weren't going to bother, try to get every teacher on the freaking planet to be able to teach from home, yeah. but they did. <clears throat> and that's amazing. But the second I heard that that was a thing, I was like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Webcams, I don't think, have a gigantic market. So when this happened, like, oh, my goodness. Supply chains were obviously not ready for that. Over. Yeah, or like they do, but um, the, the upgrade cycle of that market is pretty yeah. slow. Like, I, I think if you bought a webcam in the last three or four years, 
they haven't, haven't bought another one. Yeah, they haven't improved significantly in that. I was going to say, and with good reason, because they're not much better. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's all. That's all I really had to say about that was like, thank you, doubters and haters. Um, I actually nailed it. And my timing, if anything, was uh, maybe even a little bit late. Because um, I, I know there were some things that were already a little bit uh, more challenging to, to find, even if the pricing hadn't necessarily been affected yet. But I would expect that there are still going to be things that are going to spike in pricing before all this thing is all the, this whole thing is over. And it won't necessarily be core components like DRAM, but it also could. And that was one of the points that I made in the video. I was like, look, Samsung just shut down the factory that makes, I forget what phone it was, but some phone. Z Flip, I think it was. They shut down that factory. It was only for a weekend, but like, this is not going to be the last time that something unexpectedly shuts down. So if you want some certainty, if you want to know how much things cost are going to cost, then you should do it now. And the th right, the thing that actually prompted me to be all like, haha, told you so about this was the comments on the stream that I did. I think it was two weeks ago on a Friday. Um, it was uh, a $800 Friday build stream. At the time we spec'd that machine, it was $800, give or take. Um, I think we ended up with the RGB version of the case instead of the regular one, so it was like a bit more or something. Uh, but it was about $800. And the comments on that video are full of people who have clicked down below, followed all the links, and are like, this is like $1,000. <laughs> I'm like... I mean, that sucks. I yeah. shouldn't laugh, but it's it's kind of and? funny that the point was proven, I guess. Yeah, and? You know you, what? You can't, you can't predict the future. So. Yeah, what do you guys want from me? All I can, when I title a video, all I can title it is what it is today. I can't title it yeah. what it is tomorrow. Like, I can't, you know what? You know what I should do right now is I should go back and change the title of that video. Buy a computer right now. I'm going to change it to buy a computer six weeks ago. Six weeks <laughs> Because apparently that's the answer. You should make like a follow-up video called Don't Buy a Computer Right Now or something and just go over like, look, this is what happened to the prices and check out like average prices across different components across the stack. Yeah, I wonder if we could do it like sponsored by Honey or something because they've got their um, Discounts. Uh, the price history thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, I'm always always working them angles. Oh, that's big brain. Working them go. angles. Big brain. Thank you for that. I, <laughs> I hadn't had my daily dose of memes today. Uh, <laughs> all right. Should we talk through the... Uh, let's see. Ooh, do you want to talk through the new Steam controller patent? <laughs> hey, remember that thing that you all thought was kind of crap and so we stopped making it? Hey. Hey, this might be good for one game. Here comes the sequel. Um, it could be kind of neat to play Civilization on your couch with a controller. So the original source here is from Rock Paper Shotgun, and there's a patent filing that they found that seems to suggest Valve could be working on a new Steam controller, one that's more similar to an Xbox Elite controller. That would be good because um, the Xbox Elite controller is really good, and the really Steam good. controller was really something. Not good. It was, well, it was I don't know. If you played Civilization from the couch, then it was <laughs> basically it was only... Great. It was your only option other than like laying a gigantic keyboard lap thing across your couch. So, yeah. Uh, so, the patent describes a gamepad receiver that includes housings for multiple kinds of input. I mean, I know that my receiver is ready for multiple kinds of input, if you know what I'm talking about. So, I don't know if you can like patent that, but sure. 
So <laughs> example, an analog stick could be easily uh, put in um, <laughs> instead of a directional inserted. pad. Yeah, inserted, depending yeah. on what feels best on a game-by-game -game basis. I'm just reading the notes the way they're written here, okay? Software yeah. within the pad would detect which input is currently plugged in and react accordingly. It's sensitive to those types of changes. Yeah. So it seems this would apply to inputs across the controller. Oh, multiple inputs. Wow, this is wow. getting real edgy. Including yeah. the Steam controller's infamous Owl-Eye trackpads. <laughs> oh, all right. It might even... <laughs> is it two circles? Yeah, but you got to like rub them just right with your two fingers, you yeah. know, like you yeah. got to yeah. massage them. Um, yeah. All right. So I think we're done here. <laughs> Sounds neat. So it's like a modular gamepad. That's pretty cool. Um, I accident. I just got a G Pro wireless and I keep accidentally hitting the back. I got to just disable this button over here because I keep mashing it all the time. Um, so I just went back in my browser. But I think there's one more topic that I wanted to get through. So there's a rumor that there's going to be some quad cores in two CPUs. Yes. AMD maybe secretly developing quad-core CPUs based on its Zen 2 architecture to compete with Intel's looming 10th generation Comet Lake-esque Core i3 offerings, which feature hyper-threading. Oh my. AMD's Ryzen 3000 series desktop CPU lineup started with the Ryzen 5 3600, which spans six cores and 12 threads. Um, all right, blah, 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 blah. They never made a successor to the previous generation Ryzen 3s. There are two ways that AMD could spit out a quad-core Ryzen 3. They could salvage imperfect Ryzen 5 3600s and disable the defective CCX, or they could utilize an entirely new design where there's only a single CCX. Huh, interesting. That would be very, very low cost, but I wonder what the performance implications of that would be. Um, a single CCX has 16 megs of level 3 and 2 megs of level 2 cache, and the leaker claimed that the Ryzen 3 3300X and Ryzen 3 3100 will come with clock speeds of 4.3 and 3.9 gigahertz, respectively. Those could be, like, freaking awesome gaming chips, actually. Like, a 4.3 gigahertz uh, quad-core Ryzen would be fine for, like, a lot. I was going to say, very effective for... Like like one of the things that I liked about these processors was they were they were good for so many things. Oh and yeah. I think you're narrowing yourself down a little bit. But if that if that is all that you do, you could probably save a lot of money and get a very similar experience. Yeah. If that's all that you do, you got two options. You can go Intel or you can go like super cheap Ryzen three. There yeah, you go. That's cool. And if you do anything else, then you can get a Ryzen five, a Ryzen seven, or a Ryzen nine. There you go. Easy, easy, easy peasy. It's, I mean, okay, it's not that, it's not that cut and dried. It's not like Intel's lineup doesn't have like higher performance options uh, higher up in the stack. I'm just being an AMD fanboy right now. I'm role playing. Okay. <laughs> what? I can be into role playing. There's nothing wrong with that, Luke. Don't judge. No, no, yeah. That's Don't fine. judge. I'm not, you're good. I detect you're your judgment over the internet lines. You like. <laughs> wow i've got a chat here from hell bringer bring bringer uh, the chat is actually readable today no it isn't how fast do you read it's impossible twitch chat's relatively readable well yeah but twitch chats i guess usually... that was on youtube so i think i'm just gonna go full-time twitch streamer i've been getting anywhere from uh sort of 600 to 700 viewers playing beat saber which my understanding is pretty good for Beat Saber because nobody gives a f about Beat Saber. And then... <laughs> and you uh, also don't interact with the chat at all. Yeah. So you're I, just playing Beat Saber. I do a little bit, That's... actually. I take song requests in Beat Saber. 
Oh, okay. That's so that's something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not I left consistent. the float plane, which I'm currently watching on right now, by the way, but I left the float plane stream open after LAN show. And when you went live, I was off my computer for like a while after LAN show last week. And then I sat down and I put my headphones on and I could hear music. And it was that like Russian. Um, I know the one, uh, Ras Rasputin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I was like, what is happening? Where is this coming from? How, like, I, I knew the song even, and I, I like the song. So it like, didn't seem too out of whack to, for it to be like coming out of my headphones, but I knew that I hadn't listened to the song in a really long time and it sounded kind of weird. So yeah. I was like, what the heck is going on? And it took me a little while to like figure out that, oh, this is the Floatplane page was still open. Nice. So. So how many viewers do you need to go full-time Twitch? Well, I guess that it's not really viewers. It's not really, it's based on subs. How many? Yeah, yeah but I mean like average numbers. Would you, would you know this? Would, any, would anyone, anyone in the Probably chat know not. this? Okay, because I, I was managing to pull off between 1,100 and 1,300 on Anno, which I am convinced is a game that even fewer people care about. Or would like to watch. Um, wow. Can you be slightly less judgmental? Because I'm really <laughs> feeling a lot more of your judgmental vibes here again. I like watching Anno, but I think most people Bull wouldn't. What? No, I do. I, I sat at your house and watched you play Anno for a while. That's true, but I was like teaching you how to play. That's different. That's fair. But I think it's also, I don't really watch Twitch. I wouldn't watch a random person play Anno on Twitch. I would watch you play Anno on Twitch. Yeah, that's fair. I, I like, I like, like, I, I like watching uh colton streams i like watching sprawls streams one of my friends i okay. like watching like my genuine friends i'm not really a fan of people have really, i'm not a twitch person people have no idea a lot of people it's are like it's all over the place yeah it, it depends on what full-time means for you in terms of financials and there's a, a pretty huge variance in how many subscribers you get versus your viewership depending on how consistently you stream right what categories you stream in um how how big of a streamer you are what type of rewards like, you like have how big of a streamer have. you are or like uh, uh well okay so i've got a lot of people that are saying like 75 and it's like no i can tell you guys no. right now you're not you have a day job or you should have a day job if you've got 75 concurrence yeah anyway whatever i lied um, i'm not doing that youtube's better Sorry, Twitch. obviously. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, Twitch. I still even. I don't better. know if I even want to say it on here because I still think it's a really, really awesome idea. But the here, one sec. What, what is what is this? Are you are you sending this to me by chat first? Oh uh, yes. Uh oh. All right. This is some. This is some top top keck secret top secret keck stuff right here. Man, he's like, he's thinking about his typing too. This is crazy. All right, I'm going to do a couple super chats while I wait for that top secret message to come in. Guys, don't send any more. I'm not doing any super chats that haven't already come in. And I won't even do all the ones that did come in. I, I don't even understand why people send super chats to this show. All right, Michael Kenny says, you know what hasn't happened in a while? Luke's mom. Wow. Why yeah. You got to make it a your mom joke. Why, why are you going to be like I'm, that? I'm gonna no, no. It, it specifically says Luke's mom calling in in the middle of the show. It says, I missed that. Luke, you got to call your mom. You got to take care of your mom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You check my, uh, mom. my mom and my girlfriend play Animal Crossing together. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to hang out with Luke's mom, 
Uh, you just got to go check out Leafy Time, right? <laughs> planty, Planty Time. Is it planty, pl time. planty Time? Planty Time. Uh, Orion Madsen says, I'm watching on Floatplane. Loaded the tab early. That's good stuff. Yeah, the site was <clears throat> down for a bit. We're, we're, we're having back. some issues. It's back yeah. up now. It's back up now. It's all good. Also, I sent you this stuff on Discord. Oh, so so you did. Uh, oh, Discord is worse. Can you send it on the other one? Yes. Uh, Jacob says, please make a video on the AC stuff. Oh, yeah. So I originally wasn't going to make a video because it's going to be super ghetto fabulous and I don't want to like get in trouble with the city when they see the video. But I've done enough things on camera that the city wouldn't like and they haven't gone after me so far that I figure, yeah, what's one more? So uh, not only am I going to be making a video, I'm going to be bringing out the one and only Brian the Electrician. Uh, we're going to be maintaining our social distancing. Um, I've already checked with him. He's been, um, his job is very um, isolated. So he's not really seeing people at work. And he said he's only like going to the grocery store. He's doing all the hand washing, all the all the two meter distance, all that all that good stuff. So um, as long as as we're two meters away from each other, he's going to come hang with me for a little bit. And we're going to uh, we're going to we're going to get some stuff installed together. So it'll probably be like I do the you know downstairs stuff. He does the upstairs stuff, or I do the inside stuff. He does the outside stuff. We'll figure out some way to to keep separate, but uh, we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna install that thing, and uh, it's gonna be some classic classic Linus and Brian the electrician good times. Uh, okay, so what is this? Oh, that's like that's a that's a brilliant idea that I have no idea how we would technically implement. But yeah, I would probably not talk about that for now. Yeah, I brought this up a long time ago, and you had pretty much the same response. I still think it could be amazing. I, I think um, it could be amazing, too. Because Okay, so guys, time for some inside baseball. Um, as an experiment, one of the reasons that I did that $800 um, build uh, a couple weeks ago is that... Um, how do I put this? Okay, I was testing something. Since the COVID situation, uh, the CPMs... Uh, by the way, Luke, they get that ping every time you send me a message. So you might want to send consolidated messages rather all than right. one line at a time. I'll just, I'll just stop. Yeah, yeah. thank all you. Right. Um, I have all my notifications for that turned off, so I don't even... Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. That's why you don't reply to my messages right away. Um, <laughs> all right. So anyway, <laughs> so one of the reasons that I did that was because I had noticed ever since this COVID thing went down, um, there's been a significant drop in the CPMs. So the amount that uh, you're getting paid per ads or not per ad. So I should say RPMs. So the amount that you're getting paid per view on YouTube mm -hmm. is significantly lower than last year. And it's been it's been like kind of frustrating for me because last year this time was a big low for us. Uh, we had a really, really hard time for the first probably third of last year. Um, I don't know what it was. I don't know if we ended up in a negative momentum cycle um, after uploading too many spammy videos during CES. Uh, the, the platform doesn't take that as well anymore. It used to be that you could just, you know, upload 60 show coverage videos in a week and then go back to normal the next week and it would be fine. Now, it's just not that way. Whether it's the audience treating that kind of notification spam differently or whether it's the platform treating that kind of notification spam differently, it just doesn't fly anymore. Um, yeah. So even though viewership is up almost double over this period last year, um, AdSense is up. It's up, but a fraction of that. It's like way, way lower than it would be if we were in the same situation as we were this time last year. Um, 
So that's that's fine. I get it. Obviously, that's a, that's a very first world problem. I'm lucky to even have a job to do at all. But what I had also noticed was that some of the videos that were performing best in that sense were long format live streams. And so I was like, hey, you know what, um, guys, let's throw together an idea for a live stream. Hey, you know what, uh, there's a lot of people that are stuck at home. Uh, there's a lot of people that want a gaming rig but don't necessarily have a ton of money to spend. Let's do a budget gaming rig um, and let's do it as a live stream rather than as like a build guide and let's do it long format to see if that's still true. And I just looked back at it today and compared to normal videos last year, that one performed about the same as last year this time, whereas our regular uploads are way underperforming. So for some reason, um, again, I don't know how interesting this is to people watching at home, um, but long format, even though we don't do additional ad breaks. So I've had a lot of people, uh, you know, leave snarky comments on our videos that are like, 10 minutes and 20 seconds long. Oh, you guys had to get over that 10 minute limit. <laughs> Actually, that 10 minute Doesn't restriction is, yeah, is so that you can put in an ad break. But we don't inject YouTube ad breaks into our videos. We have our own sponsors that we put in everything, regardless of whether it's 10 minutes long. So the only reason that it was over 10 minutes long was because we felt that there were over 10 minutes of content. Um, that, that's the only reason. Um, but with this very long format stuff, even though we don't put in any ad breaks, it still seems to outperform the regular stuff, and I just don't really understand why. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, and no, it I has nothing to do with YouTube Premium. That's separate. There's a, there's a bunch of people in Twitch chat shouting Floatplane right now. I do appreciate that, and yeah, that's relatively fixed how much they make from it. So, <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, I think with everyone stuck at home streams right now are really popular i i it feels i haven't looked into this but it feels like the average viewership on stuff like twitch has just been huge stephen ma wants to know who answers craigslist emails uh usually tyler sorry totally i wasn't responding to what you're saying at all sorry i've been i've been reading the chat i'm trying to actually no, interact a funny with question. yeah yeah no, you're good you're um lakip says hey thanks for the show at linus how's progress on your book uh, actually, I'm glad you asked. Um, give me just one moment here. Oh, let me see. Here. Would you pay a monthly fee for a browser? We talked about that last week, I think. Yeah, we did talk and... about that last week. Yeah. Okay. I I had an idea for a foreword, um, so I can I can read you an excerpt from what may or may not end up in the foreword of the book. Okay. 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 Um, all right. And I have not actually looked at this since I jotted it down while I was like in a half conscious state on a plane. So I apologize in advance if it's not very good. Uh, forward idea. This is just a concept. If I was a total sellout, I'd have structured this as an inspirational story about how anyone can do it if they try hard enough and a collection of tips to help you achieve what I have. But then if I wasn't interested in making money, I wouldn't bother writing a book at all. It's a pretty transparent cash grab from my perspective. That's been the fine line that I've walked throughout my career. I'm not one of, I'm not one of the, uh, oh, okay. I'm not the kind of person who hides behind the, I do this out of passion line. Uh, from day zero, when I was asked by my boss to start making YouTube videos, I've been paid to do this as a job. Now to be clear, I was chosen for the assignment because of my genuine passion for technology. And I was only ever good at it because of that passion. But I also never would have started making YouTube videos without a bonus on my paycheck. 
So back to the book for a minute. Why did I write this? For the money. But <laughs> if I didn't care about creating it, it wouldn't be any good. So did I sell out? I guess you'll have to read it to find out. I like it. I personally, I would appreciate that if that was at the beginning of the book, because I like that type of um, kind of blunt honesty, I guess. Yeah. Because like, you know, and I think it's, it, it makes me trust what you're going to write in the rest of the book more and believe it. The only that way happens. that I'd write a book is if I could be that honest, because yeah. otherwise, what's the value of it? Like if I wanted to make money, I could just go sell out to some, you know, some of the, I mean, we reject brand deals all the time because we yeah. look at them, we go, look, we can't, we can't do that. You know, we, we take the ones that we think make sense. So if oh I just, God. okay, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Someone put a suggestion in Twitch chat, uh, nano Remen, um, dot, dot, dot. But first a message from our sponsor. If you got a legit sponsor for the book, it, put a sponsor spot at the bottom of that statement. I think that would be hilarious. I would love it. Okay. Have to have I actually think that would be so funny. Sponsor <laughs> for the forward. I should just have every chapter be sponsored. Can I sell out? Wait to find out. But first... <laughs> Savage Jerky! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I would, I would love that. Night 412. If all the chapter titles were just like product, brought to you product. by Squarespace, brought to you by Savage Jerky, <laughs> brought to you by Manscaped. Oh, oh my oh, lordy. So, uh, sorry, who's this? Uh, so, did you wait? Where is it? Yeah, uh, Ripster says, I'll take a copy. Uh, Joe says, Tell me when the book's out. I think I'll pick it up. Michael says, yeah. I think I'd read that book. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, there is no book. That is literally all that I have written. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, no. Wow. I actually have a lot of stuff in here. Uh, well, where did I come from? Talk about like my families. Wow. Oof. I've got a lot of stuff in here that I really shouldn't talk about. Why do I have this in here? <laughs> all right. Uh, huh. Wow. Yeah. There's some super weird stuff. There's some super weird stuff in me, in in me, yes, in me, uh, in here. Um, but it's everything in there is me, so I guess I guess it's both. <laughs> Pablo says I or no, D Man says I don't read, but I'd probably buy your book. Okay, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Well, uh, you could have an audiobook. Straight up. Oh yeah, I guess I, I guess I could. I guess I could. No one would want to listen to an audiobook narrated by me though. You, you can narrate. I would. Okay? okay. Oh yes, I would absolutely do that. I'm 100% down. With commentary? Yep, sure. Or not, whatever. I'm fine being 100% like, true to the book. Blah, 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 like. blah, blah. You know, this is bullshit, you know? Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Mike asked, why was Floatplane broken? Uh, it, was, it was beyond our control. There was nothing we could do about it. Yeah, yeah. It was an outside service that was having some... Well, something was done derps. to fix it, but... Yeah, there was some some derpery on an outside service. Um, tragic Magwanic. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce that. Greetings from Brantford, Ontario. Uh, I think you actually spelled Brantford wrong. That's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, oh no. Okay, apparently, apparently there is a Brantford. Is there also a Brantford, Ontario? Hold on a second. 
I mean, I, I, if I'm going to accuse someone of spelling their city wrong, I should probably at least find out if they were right. And I, yeah, no, I, I was totally wrong. There is a T in Brantford, in fact. All right, good job, person mm. who legitimately actually lives there for spelling your mm. city right. And shame on me for not knowing how to spell a city across the country. Um, are I there will give you the credit, though, for, for checking after you oh, yeah. snap. Got to check that stuff. Um, are there plans for LTT to review displays most suitable to the PlayStation 5's output once we know the final specs? Um, the Basically, any display that is good will be good. And any display that is not so good will be less good than the one that is good. And that's a free tech tip. That's a free tech tip, free of charge. Actually, it cost them 10 Canadian dollars, but that's no. minor details. Um, oh, we're doing, we're doing super chat. Yeah. yeah, just get a get a get a get that's an OLED. a ten dollar tech tip. Get a get a B series OLED. That's the way to go. It's the pro move right now. Um, they are wonderful. Colin says, just gotta say, even if it's off topic. Oh, the beard is amazing. Yeah, your beard's amazing, Luke. Yours, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Colin was talking to me. Just because my beard's new, not because it's more amazing. We actually established last show that mine is less amazing than Luke's. I still actually think, in terms of like evenness and how it's grown in and all that kind of stuff i would still vote for yours mine is really messy no no i actually because i haven't cleaned it up in i while, got this but... gap here there's like a big gap on this side it's like pretty brutal actually i've got multiple here we go yeah but i where's my own screen you got this you got this i can't is okay it a little better now that's that's not this a is... gap though also have this thing okay that's true but that's like under your neck yeah, it's better now. I used to have a gap right here as well. Okay, you you have areas where it's thinner, but I've just got like this like dime size like gap, and it's not on the other side. It's just the one side. Oh no, I, I used to have that on this side. Oh really? I, oh, I don't I don't know if it's because I've been growing it out and then trimming it down long enough that that right. area finally grew in, or if I'm just like older now. I don't know which one. <laughs> uh, Noroskoru for you says sending love from Japan. Why? Thank you. Hopefully it's not like a super kinky kind of love. Or maybe that would be good. Oh. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, 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 uh, Robert <laughs> suggests just use Google results between date function in order to, to search for uh, information about a given Apple product. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. That is an entirely unnecessary solution to a problem we never should have had. Um, Casey says, love all things LMG. You guys rock. Uh, task 1337, whatever. I bought the original SE the day it launched and still use it. The battery is 1,600 milliamp hours um, once replaced. Oh, replaced it once. And it easily lasts me the whole day. Well, maybe you wouldn't have had to replace it if they'd put a decent-sized battery in it, just saying. Um, they also say not everyone has five to six hours of screen on time, and that's fair. But I still think it's better to just build in a little bit of room for battery degradation since it's not easily user replaceable. Justin says, just hoping you read this out loud. Your content is always so entertaining. Hoping to go to my first LTX this year. Fingers crossed. Thanks. We will have an update for you on that very soon. Um, and uh, hopefully you are happy with it. Uh, what else we got here? Okay. Oh man, there's a lot of them today. Okay, no, no more guys. Don't send any more. Um, the guy eating cake says, "Great job, Linus. This show is so much better than awesome hardware." Paul and Kyle have too many problems with a crashing streaming PC. Please help them. I am the last person who should help them with their streaming problems. 
the last, and Luke is the second last. You're muted, Luke. There we go. Sorry. I was going to say, though, that your streams have been functioning completely fine since they've been on your own computer at home. Yeah, I know, right? There is something cursed about the, the, like, the stream piece. We did have that audio issue today that did seem a little bit ghosts. In that the, was only uh, once we switched to Discord. Oh, that's true. Actually, we were fine once we when we were because we were set one. up for a different chat service, and I pulled the rug out on us last minute because uh, Teams does this weird uh, auto gain thing. Uh, so I wanted to avoid that. You know what's really funny? How strongly we have both been conditioned to not talk about what video chat service we're using ever since the Skype resolver issue that uh, resulted in us getting uh, DOS attacked every time we talked about Skype yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Oh, that's that was hilarious. Horrible. Yeah. I, I still get like, I don't know what how to even describe it, um, like anxiety even opening Skype. Yeah. Because I'm just like, what? <laughs> this is bad. What if somebody sees my this. Skype username and then I can't use my internet for the next day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this dumb. Can't I, I can't believe how long that was broken for. It's just very long. Time. Embarrassing. Like utterly embarrassing. A um, yeah. $100 super check. Jason Sintich says, to all at the WAN show, I need to say thank you for moving the title bar to the bottom of the screen. I was just messing with the guy that sent that last week. I, I ended up moving it back down. I did move it back down. But you know what I did? My, my silent protest. You guys can probably see this. There's a tiny little gap. I left one pixel. I left yeah. one one <laughs> pixel at the bottom. It's you my, can mainly see it when your when your hand passes. It's in my front it's of my class. silent protest. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you again for tuning into the WAN show. We will see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, Bye. Well, was there anything you wanted to talk about, Luke? Or are we we done? I don't think so. Floatplane's cool and awesome, and there's yeah. hopefully some new creators that are going to be joining soon. We're in we're in talks with some peeps. There's been some suggestions from you guys as well. I really appreciate that. Um, you can like tweet at me or email support if you have any creators that you think would be a a good fit, and we can try to reach out. Crisis, yeah, okay. So I didn't see this oh, in the doc. Oh yeah, okay. I think we do kind of have to talk about that, don't we? <laughs> oh lordy, no, that's no, that's not we have thing. no notes for this at all, but freaking crisis uh game. yeah hold on no 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 crisis what is it remasters is that what they're calling it crisis remastered okay yep so basically there's no information there's just like this, this yeah there's tweet. just like this video okay so hold on hold on a second hold on a second i just gotta... oh, i haven't seen the video no it's 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 utterly useless okay just um, one second i'll bring in a, a window capture uh yeah sure that window is good okay here we go let's play the videos uh, over on forbes or there you go. So there's a bunch of comments. It'd be awesome to see a remake of Crisis. Blah, 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 blah. And then there's this. Okay. And that was it. Wow, that's really short. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the the biggest like cheese ever and they should be ashamed for behaving in that manner that's all i have to say about that yeah it's yeah. i don't know what don't you know 
You don't know if they're actually making a game because that could just as easily be nonsense. (laughs) Basically, they do say it's coming to PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. And to the Switch, of course. I could say I could say anything. Oh, coming to the Switch. Wait, what? What's it gonna run at? Like 300p? That's actually concerning. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. I kind of wish it wasn't. Like remastered pre-rendered cutscenes. Like I don't even think this. Like I don't think you get to watch you get to watch the Crisis movie if you buy it on Switch. <laughs> Crisis movie, it's just it's like... just it just automatically finds the the Twitch stream with the highest viewer count. Yeah, and just just <laughs> connects you to it. There, good luck. You can watch this. All right, all right, that was it, guys. Thanks for watching. All right, you know what? Why don't we uh, why don't we stream bomb uh, whatever her name is that that lady? Planty time. Yeah, might as well. All right, here we go. Go go say hi to Emma, ladies and gentlemen. She, she's a, she's a little bit more of a, a weathered streamer now. So. A weathered streamer? I'm gonna tell you, you said that weathered. I think you mean seasoned. Seasoned. There we go. <laughs> she's weathered, guys. Let her know she's weathered, please. All right. <laughs> Just be like Luke says you're looking weathered, lady. I did not say looking. Well, you said she. Well, weathered is a look. I mean, that's a look. That's not like a sound. You don't sound weathered. But I mean in her ability. Is that good? Her that's not ability good. is that weathered? Good? Your ability is weathered. But she's no, like weathered in a storm, better. you know? Because she, she went so from she looks three like viewers, she was in a storm. She, I didn't say look. None of this has been about appearance. I, she went from three viewers storm. to 3,300. Yeah. And that was very, like, surprising. Chat says you're not doing any better. And basically, you're <laughs> not getting any sex tonight. <laughs> But keep on digging. Uh, it's great. We like it. What's your... I did not say you were weathered. Yes, he did. Yes, he in I fact said, I did. Said you were a bit, I said you might do better because you're yeah. more of a weathered stream and I meant like wow. experience. This is kind of hard to watch. Like, it's kind of pathetic. Luke, you got to stand up for yourself, I'm man. If you're going <laughs> to say something, stand behind it. Okay? Okay? I didn't mean be a man. <laughs> and thanks for watching.